Generals, welcome to the One Graham Army Podcast. I am Graham. Joining me today, um, are we using your real name? Yeah, sure. Okay, James Warner, <laughs> a friend of mine and a co-worker is here. Um, don't forget, you can get this glorious One Graham Army Podcast t-shirt by visiting shirtcaviar.com. Uh, go check that out. There's some other stuff. Our Time's Up No Rape Dolphin shirt is doing pretty well right now. Um, and thank you, sir, for joining me here today. Hey, hey no problem. I'm yeah. here to defend dolphins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. James is here as an advocate of dolphins, and this is the great debate. Uh, but no, so I brought you here, um, just a little background for listeners. Uh, we work together, um, without getting into like specifics, we spent a lot of time on the road together. And a few years ago, you know, you spend hours and hours sitting in a truck with somebody blithering. Um, you learn a little bit about each other and I've intended to have you on for quite a while now because, um, you have a really interesting story. Uh, I guess I'll kind of let you take over from here as far as background is concerned, uh, about where you grew up and under what circumstances <laughs> those were. Well, yeah, the, the, the Born and raised a Jehovah's Witness, you know, grew up in Wyoming. Lots of fun. Yeah, sounds like it. They seem like a really fun group. Uh, the more um, I more I've researched about them. Well, I think what was interesting for me was that when I uh, very first heard you t- talk about this, you know, the town and the, you know, the politics of where you grew up and how in deeply entrenched the witnesses were there, I had never heard of anything of the sort, you know? Um... Man, I don't know where to go with that. I, I, I think maybe you might have a little misunderstanding there. Mm-hmm. It isn't so much That's the fine. town they're entrenched in. Am I too close? No, no, you're oh good. no, go good. Okay, pointing it, point it at your face. <laughs> it, it, it was more like the community. That, that's how cultish they are. Right. You're, it isn't so much that this. You know, the town I grew up in, Casper. You know, it had about fifty thousand people when I when I lived there. It's right. got more now, but mm-hmm. you know, they're not they you are so locked into the community. They keep you separated from somebody. So, so you're actually so isolated well, you're from isolated. the surrounding yeah, Very, town. very cultish in the way yeah. it happens. So, you know, I, well, I knew other kids. I wasn't allowed to hang out with them. Occasionally they'd come over, but you know, yeah, I, I learned years later that, you know, from one of the kids I went to school with that, you know, he had called one day and been like, Hey, can James come over? And it's like, my mom was like, no, no, he can't. And she would always interfere in that. Wouldn't allow me to wow. hang out with all these other kids. And, yeah. You know, cause you know, they're not witnesses. So, so they're evil. They're going to die. And right. And yeah. so you're actually even like isolated yeah. within like, yeah, it, within like it's community. almost like being imprisoned in plain sight <laughs> yes. kind of yeah. a situation. So. Yeah. And I think for me and a lot of the people who aren't aware of this, cause it's it, the most interesting thing I've discovered is like, there's a ton of source material on this. There's journalists have fallen on this sword time and time and time again to, without it becoming like a, the you know it doesn't have the vitriol it doesn't have the um, I I don't want to use the word appeal it doesn't have the mass media appeal though of like scandals in the Catholic Church or um, you know actual like small cults that are easy to infiltrate or yeah. expose it seems that 
you know, in my experience, the Jehovah's Witnesses were just people who show up at my house on Saturday and bother me. And annoy it, yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's, <laughs> to me, I thought that was the extent of it, but yeah. I was sorely mistaken in that assumption. Yeah, and that they've been they've been hit hard, and it's it's not no one outside really the community except of ex Jehovah's Witnesses that you know that it's been getting bigger and bigger in the news. You know mm-hmm. they've they've been hit with some lawsuits over there covering up you know child abuse and you know you you want to get into all of the all of their issues. You know, there have been some things that are criminal, other things mm-hmm. that are just purely hypocritical. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you know, you, you, you can kind of go, I don't know how to put it. There is kind of a movement against them right now within the XJW community. Those yeah. who are no longer members that want them to be yanked out of the whole. Yeah. They especially want them to be pulled from being uh, considered a, a religion, you know, right. no longer tax no exempt, no longer tax exempt, right? Because they don't, you know, their their claims for charity are complete bullcrap. Yeah, <laughs> if there was ever a true investigation put into that, I think they would they would fail miserably, and they would actually lose it. But, right to see how the actual money is being allocated. Yeah, because it's a large religion. I mean, it's not we're not it's 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 hardly it's hardly fringe. It's I mean, obviously, I think that um, you know, I don't know that they have the same numbers as like the LDS or yeah, one of those groups, not, but they're, yeah. it, you find them everywhere. They're yeah. not hard to find and they'll come find you from what I understand too. So yeah. they have, they have the money, they have the means. And actually, as you touched on this deal with child molesters, this is all just research I've done in the time since you melted my brain in a truck one time years ago um, about their, I guess, the Jehovah's Witnesses. This is a recent article, too, actually, that I read today that's from April 5th of this year, um, updating that I guess the Jehovah's Witnesses are in possession of what amounts to the largest undocumented, the largest list of undocumented child molesters uh, ever compiled. Essentially, they, in the 90s, they sent out a letter to other Jehovah's Witnesses, asking them to document anyone they knew of to the congregations, yeah, right, yeah, and, so. and but they were also very specific to make sure that this information was kept quiet, mm-hmm. that they weren't the the goal of this comp- compiling of this information wasn't to hold anyone accountable. No, it was to prevent them from legal repercussions as a result of harboring child molesters. Yeah, and they what they put it out as is you know we don't want to bring, bring reproach on God's name, on Jehovah's name. Mm. And, the, you know, h- however you want to view that, to me it's pure hypocrisy that, you of know, course. they say, they, they like to say, well, we're letting Jehovah handle it. And it's, to me, it's like when you have a child telling you, this person's hurting me, isn't that God telling you, get this person out of my congregation? You, you know, this person's so. hurting, but, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a problem you see within all all real religions, you yeah. know, that, that cover this up, you know, they, they claim it's for, you know, f- for theocratic reasons, but in reality, they don't want to give up their power. And anytime they not. have to admit there's something wrong and they're full of crap. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> you know? Well, and any, yeah, any of these, it, so. yeah, any of these major religions, yeah. uh, you, if, if exposing of a systemic issue is always yeah. a big deal with them. And I think that that's something not a lot of people understand. Like casual followers of the news probably don't understand that this, this isn't just an issue within the Catholic church. You, you 
construct an organization that is alleging to uh, be teaching the word of the almighty fourth dimensional creator of the universe, that's a lot of power to wield, you know, and it is a perfect resting place for people looking to do harm. Yeah, it gives people access to to victims because you're... It's the funny thing about when when you're dealing with faith, you're dealing with something that's so unknown. It's mm-hmm. it's different than like a scientific community or right. even a you know a government or legal community. There you're dealing with facts. With you're dealing with faith, you're dealing with the unknown. So this tends to touch people. You, yeah. you know that that's probably the wrong word to use. <laughs> I like you to point it out. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it but tends it to, yeah, to take a deeper. It, it tends to be a deeper. A, a deeper issue where you just got to believe. Right. So, you, you know, you're dealing with people's faith and you're, this person's telling you, well, God's appointed this person mm-hmm. as, you know, his representative. So you have to trust him. You have to believe right. in him. And, you know, well, and you're talking about children too. Yeah. So what, how, you know, how, what it's so, it's always, it's so cowardly and so disgusting too, because you're preying on the innocence of children. They're the mushiness of their brain, their desire yeah. to retain, to be given information, to like mm-hmm. have someone guide them and tell them, you know, the world is confusing. I'll make this simple for you. And then in some circumstances, the simple answer is God is, I'm here to talk to you as appointed by the man in the cloud. Yeah. And then they're <laughs> therefore literally everything I say is gospel. And then that person takes advantage of someone And then it, you know, it spirals into something like this, where this massive corporation essentially, Mm -hmm. you know, with all, they have all of the resources and legal resources of a corporation. And they also are free from government interference in their finances. Yeah. You you have this massive organization, you know, circling the wagons around these people. And it turns into this story about these, you know, they sent out 12,000 letters to people asking them. Yeah. And the thing about that is, is the, the, how that came to light from what I understand is you had elders who saw this letter, Mm -hmm. who helped compile this information that eventually realized that, you know, this whole thing's a joke. This whole religion is no different than any other religion out there. Right. So, you know, they, you know, when they come out and in fact, one of the sites, the woman who started it actually was a spent several decades at Bethel, the headquarters. Mm-hmm. And she actually saw, th- saw this list apparently and mm-hmm. compiled a whole bunch was, she was working on this book, which was the witnesses version of their history. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember well, when yeah. this book came out, well, you, this thing's huge. Well, and you have to have yeah. that if you're an organization yeah. like that, you have to, you have to write the history. Yeah. And she's looking at these things, realizing what, a and, and, through her story, you you can see her realization that everything's a fraud, mm-hmm. and she's she's one of the main people behind this. I can't remember her name, but she's she's the one who, that's it's uh, Silent Lambs. Isn't yeah, it? the name of the book. Wanna, no, I can, no, yeah, that's the name of her website. Her website. Yeah, let <laughs> yeah. me check it out here real quick. Yeah, you'll sure. get a lot of good information off that if you know when it comes to the real story behind it because. She was actually there. It's kind of like being the soldier in the middle of the battlefield, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She is. Uh, yeah. This the website I'm looking at here is definitely uh, 
she's not pulling any punches here about no. what her mission is here. And she has places here where people can report sexual abuse, report mm-hmm. sexual abuse against yeah. specific church entities. Um, her personal experiences are listed here. I'm trying to find this woman's name here. Hold on. Let me see here. Uh, a lot of this is about silence of the lambs, yeah. uh, but anyway, we'll find we'll, <laughs> we'll find it out. Not but quite, but yeah, okay. not not exactly. Uh, but the uh, a lot of this though, I really wanted to have. I really would like you know have prepared myself for this podcast by being like, I don't want this to turn into just like wanton religion bashing which yeah. sometimes is super fun i'm not gonna lie to oh, people yeah. you know i mean it's there is something inherently in human beings where like if you find something that's super abhorrent to you it's really easy to hate it which yeah. kind of goes back to the jehovah's because i through the some of the stuff you sent me this constant message about god being disgusted by you yeah. or you know you turning your back on his love and him being uh you know, he, he hates these things. It's, it's very yeah, important it's, for them to tell you that God hates a lot of stuff. And that, that, that one, I, uh, one I sent you, I sent you because it's absolutely yeah. funny. But yeah. that's just, like you said, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. They have other ones. I remember this is after I've left. I've been out over a decade. But they have one that, that I read that just, it was just funny to me where they talk about how you talk and think when you're at home. You should only talk about theocratic things. You should right. only think about theocratic things. If you're having dinner with somebody, where's the conversation going? Is it only theocratic things? You should only discuss. It's complete mind control. Yeah. It's funny, but when I was I was kind of watching that video, I that video I sent you, um, I hadn't actually watched that whole thing. I yeah. actually, that was the wrong video. I meant to send you the amended part on just no, the no, pillow. No, I, no, I appreciate it. I needed but, the whole video. Well, in background for listeners, just real quick, uh, the, yeah. James sent me a video, and I am going to play a little clip of it against okay. James's advice, and he's probably <laughs> right, but I'm the, my job on this podcast is to be as wrong as possible most okay. of the time. But the, That works. <laughs> but I'm going to play a clip of it, but it is, it's an absolutely, it is mind-bending this yeah. video. I guess it's an it was an internal video. Where is Bethel? What is that? Okay, Bethel, well, it's their headquarters. It's where okay. they do all the printing. It originally was in New York. They just sold their, it's Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They, that's the funny thing about this is they just sold that building. They moved out to a town called Wallkill, New York, which okay. is, that in itself was a whole different, whole new story. But uh, their, their building in Brooklyn, they've been in since the 1900s, and they just sold it for a th- couple of billion dollars I to imagine. Jared Kushner from what I understand wow. yeah oh, of all people <laughs> just never stopped with these folks yeah it's like uh, big deals so. but yeah so this so I guess Bethel is a place where <laughs> witnesses go to work yeah and well it's yeah it's it's their main headquarters where they print all this literature their bibles the bibles the magazines everything mm-hmm. they do their you know their podcasts their you know that's become something recent they made the cartoons there that we were yeah. watching earlier Jesus. Yeah. yeah and uh you know they just moved up that, all that up to wall kill but that's okay. the big deal that's how they can make all this money and and keep their costs down as they get people to volunteer to come it's considered you know a big deal yeah it's like being to be called a bethelite up. Yeah. yeah it's as you know sort of like being a priest called to the Vatican, you know, right, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're there. Them, absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're there at the center of things. And that's, that's 
the center point is right there was right there in new york mm-hmm. and it's now in Wallkill. so yeah and so the video you sent me though uh is it's i, I guess it's like an into and i'm gonna play it calm down everybody uh okay. but <laughs> just give you a minute but so the video you sent me though i guess is uh this particular video you sent me that we're discussing is like it it's uh i guess was supposed meant for internal use mm-hmm. at bethel or to yeah. be disseminated only to witnesses and it's some very specific advice about ignoring every fiber <laughs> of your natural being uh essentially and it's outlaid by the creepiest person i've ever seen in my life and he it, like you mentioned, though, too, where they were talking about how when you're at home, you should only be thinking about the church. You should only yeah. be talking about the church. But in this is like in your own thoughts, like in your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. If your thoughts are not in line with what this guy's talking about, God is disgusted with you and your thoughts and the things that like just naturally make you a human being disgust God. And uh, we'll get to the specifics of that video, too. Though, Actually, it's is- meant it's meant for only for people that get, that go to Bethel. Wow. This isn't even for the rest of the witnesses. It wasn't even yeah. disseminated yeah. amongst witnesses. From from what I understand, it wasn't yeah. supposed to go to them. It so, seems yeah. like it. it yeah. def- I mean, it feels like the creepiest orient- new employee orientation yeah. video I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that goes, I think that speaks to that too. And, you know, I, I think that there, there are people who would disagree, I guess, in some respect, or if you want to play devil's advocate, you can be like, well, this is the dogma of their religion. It's important to spread that. But this isn't being spread like an abstract idea, like, hey, we're open to discussion. This isn't like early Lutheranism where they're like, hey, let's bounce some ideas around about the nature of God. This is black and white stuff about yeah. like he, what makes you you as a person. If it falls into these categories, God is disgusted with your existence. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. You, you got to, yeah, go ahead. I would say play it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we could, gotta, yeah. We could check a little bit out here. Yeah. So I've got it pulled up here to a, uh, to a very important section of it. Uh, oh, this is the wrong video. This is, Oops. this is, this is for the end. I'll play that okay. too, though. Um, so this is an important section of this video. Uh, where'd my mouse go? Technical difficulties. Um, but so this is him discussing. This gentleman here, if you're an audio-only listener, I encourage you to look it up, if for no other reason than to look at this guy. Um, this is him discussing, uh, I think I've pulled it up to the part about, uh, well, I'll let him explain it. A second way you need to keep on guard is resisting the unclean habit of masturbation. <laughs> the God's Love Book explains that masturbation is the stroking or rubbing of the genital organs commonly resulting in an orgasm. So, does a person have to use their hands to masturbate? It's a good, this is good For example, <laughs> say a brother wears an undergarment that's so tight it rubs his penis as he moves around. He gets aroused and even ejaculates. Not to stop it, but <laughs> my first question was, where do I get these underwear? Yeah. <laughs> is he masturbating? Yes, he is, because he's deliberately stimulating his genitals, even though he's not using his hands. Does there have to be an orgasm for it to be considered masturbation? Suppose a brother starts rubbing breath. his genitals against a pillow. He's got this desk here. He gets an erection, boner. but stops before having an orgasm. 
Just the way he says Is he that. masturbating? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Again, yes. because he's deliberately stimulating himself. He's legitimately Whether excited. he has an <laughs> orgasm or not. Just stifling it. How about having an emission of semen at night, maybe even after an erotic dream? Is that masturbation? No. Jehovah made that a part of a man's reproductive system, and it happens without any deliberate stimulation. But even so, when this happens to you, it would be good to examine whether you were dwelling on sexual thoughts before going to sleep. Could you have been sleeping in a position that stimulated you, such as with a blanket or pillow held tightly between your legs? <laughs> I just got a new yeah. blanket, too. If That's you're it, honest yeah. with yourself about these matters, it will help you to avoid falling into unclean practices. All right. Well, I mean, okay. speaking yeah. of mas- speaking of masturbation, I think that that thought experiment he's engaging in qualifies yeah. as masturbation, <laughs> right? Like it's sure. certainly just self. It's certainly just self-aggrandizing, and that you know, for, it, it's hysterical. Anyone who's ever listened to this podcast knows that that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my entire life. That is glorious. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the the underlying part of that, though, is like you were talking about, about this like control over every facet of your existence. And then especially knowing that this is like meant for people who are being brought into the inner sanctum. Yes. Is that you have to develop this ultra awareness this like ultra denial of reality of your own thoughts of your own biology because it's evil and it's by satan yeah exactly it's, it's satan trying to corrupt you yeah no it's it's pure control is what it yeah. is i mean he's it, the funny thing about that is how much he acts like a psychologist like oh yeah. well you know if you're you're having you know a, an omission at night well, are you thinking about sex before you go to bed? Really? Your, your thoughts, I can't dude. think of how many psychologists would sit back yeah. and say, okay, I can think of a thousand things factually wrong with that. <laughs> that yeah. have nothing to do with that. Exactly. No, it's biological. Yeah. Well, and, and even still, like, it, you know, we're talking about thoughts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's well, it's like if you tell somebody, don't think about a monkey. And you go, okay, no problem. You're going to sp- and you come back tomorrow and tell me what you thought about. You're going to come back tomorrow and be like, I couldn't stop thinking about monkeys. Yeah. You know, it would be that's that's a real thing in psychology where they're like, you know, you tell somebody not to think about something or look at something. They can't help it. We're wired that way. Yeah. Well, why I'm not supposed to be thinking about monkeys or you're just sitting there going, don't think about monkeys. Don't think about monkeys. And what you're doing is thinking about monkeys. And mm-hmm. a lot of times in these religious um, especially like because that video gets into some of the more like abhorrent anti-homosexual propaganda yes. from the Jehovah's Witness Church. But a- anything like that that you're ever exposed to, it's always highly sexualized. There, I wish you'd have sent this to me before, and I'll have you back when I have this video <laughs> okay. appropriately cut into the greatest hits segments. But there's there's a lot of there's parts in here where he's making like painting these erotic homosexual scenarios for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me that you're going to somehow purge someone's mind of these thoughts by having them focus on them. Or pray for it, you know, yeah. pray about it. You know, it's, exactly. yeah, it's, it, 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 it gets even worse. Mm-hmm. There's another one. It's it's a lot shorter, but it's for women going into yeah. Bethel. Yeah, I watched and some it's, of that did you, one also. Yeah, yeah. and it, I, I love how, or I shouldn't say I love it. I, yeah. I'm disgusted by how it it's that typical 
Boy, isn't bull, that a thin line? Yeah, of typical bullcrap. Loving and just being disgusted about, yeah. by something because it, it's so horrible. Yeah, it, it, it's well, it, you women should watch the way you dress, mm-hmm. so you don't make men sin. Basically, is what oh it yeah, is. no, that the, typical the, Christian. Yeah, that video yeah. is mostly this guy yeah. saying, "Hey, men are sexual, so yeah. if they act if they act like assholes, that's your fault, ladies." Yeah, because you dress the wrong way, and it's right. It's it's pretty <laughs> abhorrent, and it's it's there's a lot of there's a lot of really gross stuff in both of those videos. Yeah. Um, the uh, it's funny too, though, because the more of this I watched and the more you know dogma I read, it's I've always been very confused. I don't know if you know who Bill Hicks is. He was a stand-up comedian in the '90s. Um, they've recently started putting some more of his stuff on Netflix because uh, he died in his 30s, um, so he didn't really hit the peak of his career, and he was kind of out at a time where stand-up comedy wasn't like as enormous as it is now, obviously because of the internet. Um, but he had a bit because he grew up, I guess particularly religious before he became a dirty stand-up comedian and he has a bit where he is talking about satan and he's like well here's the thing i don't understand about satan right like satan can't be real or have any power because nothing can oppose god's will it's in the but he even does a thing where he like, takes the microphone away from his face and yells at the crowd he's like nothing can oppose god's will right because that's it that's what's in the book it even says yeah. that so it's it's always a very convenient fallback for the more brainwashy parts of religion to tell you that there's like the things that interest you or the things that are like designed to catch your eye are the work of Satan. And we're powerless to do anything about that. We're powerless to do anything about that. Despite the fact that there's nothing that could oppose God's will. So what he's doing, I guess is God's will. It's a mess. Yeah. I think it's anything that might stop them from having power over you. Of course. All of a sudden it becomes Satan's will. And uh, I know you didn't want to get into religion bashing, no, no, but no, I'm going to do fine. it anyway. No, so. <laughs> not, let's go. <laughs> you know, it, it floors me it's how... It's a very tiny cork in that dam for me. Hip, hypocritical, even the Bible itself is, mm-hmm. you know. You get into issues where, you know, my, my favorite is the story about King David where, you know, he cheats on, you know, he sleeps with Bathsheba, uh, mm-hmm. a married woman, then, you know, act, you know, gets her pregnant, surprise, surprise. And then to cover it up because her husband won't sleep with her, he kills her husband. And then, you know, the prophet comes in and says, you know, hey, this guy stole this, you know, killed this other guy for his vineyard. And David's sitting here going, we'll kill him, bring him before me. And he tells him, oh, it's you. But it's not a vineyard. You you killed this man after sleeping with his wife. And then all of a sudden it's all, oh, poor king. Right. Yeah. Since you repented, since you said, I'm sorry. Yeah. Then it's okay, but if it's somebody else, mm-hmm. then we're gonna we're gonna lop his head off. Yeah, you well, know? this is so prominent there, and it just it permeates throughout religion. Yeah, well, it's you know? it's important too. The, the it's the installment of the ideology that someone who is in a position of power is mm-hmm. somehow kind of automatically superior to you and is deserving of your forgiveness and respect even though you may not be you may not benefit from that same level of forgiveness yeah, and, and they, respect they, at they, their hand yeah and they can spend years just torturing you you're not mm-hmm. good enough you're not good enough but then all of a sudden they sin and it becomes public knowledge and they come back and they say oh it was stress it was all these things because right. i'm at the top of the religion i have sinned heavy as me. the head yeah right? yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly uh, you know acting like they're the only ones that feel it you know it, it i it's disturbing (laughs) yeah and and in large ways it is detestable you know and it's 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 a battle i face ideologically with myself pretty regularly is that i you know i 
I respect everyone's right to pursue life as they will. You get the one little trip, however you want to perceive your reality, provided it doesn't hurt anybody. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, but it is always confusing to me when you take young people and you go, we have all the answers, <laughs> even though anyone with any level of logical reasoning will have questions you don't have answers to, or yeah. at least questions that you don't have satisfactory answers to. It's you know? one thing I've noticed about, you know, I finally realized about, you know, becoming an adult is half, I'd say at least half the time we're making stuff up. Of course. <laughs> we're, we're just barely figuring out and there yeah. aren't real answers to it. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to this religion to keep control... Yeah. Or any religion, it seems they just well, we do have all the answers. Yeah. Well, and there's it's also be a, right here. There's yeah. often a defense of religion that centers around like, oh, well, it kind of all it kind of all follows the same through line. Like, hey, be kind to people, show love mm -hmm. to people, be forgiving, like understand that everyone's going through something, and that would then that is great. Like that's a fan, you know all the great thinkers, Martin Luther King, Gandhi. You go back, Constantine, even like you go back as far as you want. All of the great thinkers. These are their ideas. Muhammad, like everyone was like, you know, show respect, show love, even even when you're not receiving it. And those are great messages. The problem is, is that almost every time you take these messages and you apply them to a giant organization, the actual message becomes you need to be very afraid yeah. of the way you are. And it's and it's not like don't be afraid because you're not forgiving or showing love. It's almost that's almost never the message. It's like be afraid because you're not in lockstep. Like you're not you're not just accepting what I tell you as gospel. Yeah. There's never a point where you can become acceptable. Right. So exactly. and, and that's part of keeping you under the thumb. Yeah. <clears throat> keeping you you know, keeping your money, keeping your <laughs> well, and that's and I think that's what it really boils down of to course. is is I think I think the Bible I, I don't see it being like something divinely inspired. I think all of these religious books, the Bible, the Quran, yeah, you know, the Torah, wherever Torah, whatever they are, they're all uh, they were all somebody figured out a long time ago that if you truly want power, it isn't about money. Mm -hmm. or, or about, you know, a military might, you can, tr can control people through their faith. That's yeah. the most easy thing to control. And the other it's things so will come too. Yeah. And you'll get all that, all the rest of that. And so yeah. that's, when I look at the Bible, it, you know, we, we would constantly have to read through it. And you know, there's some people that'll, you know, say, you know, the witnesses, well, they write their own Bible. Yeah. Well, that's what everybody does. Of course. The yeah, King every, James version, all of yeah. it was rewritten by somebody. Everybody wanted, has their own yeah, version yeah. Yeah. or a companion. Yeah. Book, you know? Yeah. And it, but it, it follows, you know, the same as the King James version, version and all that. But the, the God they describe, I, I see as more as like a, uh, normal human king right who was just trying to hold on to his power and and that's through fear you've displeased me so you must <laughs> absolutely no it's always blown my mind when you get into these uh theoretical converse or these uh, theological discussions about the nature of god that's a big thing if you study religious history is uh mm -hmm. not not necessary for you to learn about the nature of god but for you to learn about how people have kicked around this idea of the nature of god yeah. and <laughs> everything i've learned about it uh, even if it wasn't fed to me that way, what I delineated from all the information was there's only a big shift in the nature of God when it suits man, you know, yeah. like all the way up to Constantine, 
being a Christian means you're a pacifist. You will, you do not fight. You will not kill. Constantine sees the sees the cross in the sky and hears that. And they the voices tell him, if you fight under this symbol, you will never lose. And then all of a sudden, the text starts talking about, oh well, here's when killing is all right. You know, like here's because that was obviously a big shift from the Old Testament to the New Testament was sort of the removal of a lot of the dark stuff, you know, and then but now, okay, in these circumstances, it's okay to kill people. And it's, you know, in these circumstances, it's okay to fight, you know, and then there's a shift from like, you know, when Jesus says, like, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, give unto God what is God when he's talking about money, you know, well, then there's this shift again later where it's like, well, it's okay if the church, you know, the church needs your money in order to, you know, continue to protect you from evil and ensure you're just buying your way into heaven. And yeah. you, you see it all the way up through the Middle Ages and into like the feudal era and up into like the even like up into the Renaissance. And it it, it when you break it down to it's like gut components, it's actually brilliant because you're, yeah. you're telling all these poor people who can't read. First of all, they can't read. So you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is what it says. It says it right here. Yeah. You know, you show it to them. They can't tell you it doesn't. But then also you're like, look, I, you know, life sucks. And I know I'm taking all your stuff. But when you die, you're totally going to get sorted out. Yeah. Trust me. Once you're dead, this will all make sense. And, yeah, that's, and, that's, and no one comes back to dis- dis- dispute it. And that's yeah. something that's something those people controlling that power have known for a long time is that nobody comes back. Yeah, and if they do, it ends up in a war. Yeah. So whoever wins the war gets to control, you know. Exactly. I think it was Nietzsche who said it, you know, he controls the present, controls the past. So Yeah. You that's, know, that's you do control history. Accurate. Yeah, yeah, you the, see it. So the victors the victors write the history. I mean, and yeah. that and that especially is prevalent in religion. You see the more prominent religions, uh, you know, emerge from the dust of all this infighting. That's actually, uh, we'll go down this road. We got time. Uh, That's actually um, (laughs) one of the things you learn about in early Christianity too, is there's sort of this, this uh, misunderstanding, this misnomer that when Christianity emerged, it emerged from this world that was devoid of religion. Yeah. You know, that like the world was, everyone was just wandering around bumping into each other until <laughs> Jesus came. And then you have Christianity and everything yeah. worked out from there. But actually the world in which Christianity emerged a few hundred years after his death or the historical Jesus's death or however you look at it from the emergence of that ideology is a world of many religions. Mm-hmm. So it was basically like every religion was clawing tooth and nail for as many followers as they could get. You know, and it wasn't until Constantine came along, who was uh, obviously an elite, and he was a member of a religion known as the Mithras. There's the Mithra religion existed then, and that's when you see a lot of the modern shifts in Christianity. It was a marketing campaign. They, the Mithras, believed in a child of God who was born from a woman who hadn't laid with a man. Uh, his birthday's in December. <laughs> they he rose from the dead in the spring. Like all of these qualities of what was once sort of a secret religion among the elites of these ancient times they he takes a lot of these qualities and ascribes them to jesus and christianity and now it's off and running because we're talking you know now now christianity has some real muscle behind it and now it becomes a, a popular religion a religion of you know, that's that's why you see in Hinduism and a lot of the Eastern religions where they're willing to just, ex- oh, that's a God, that's a God, we're happy with all the gods, like mm-hmm. we're willing to worship them all. That doesn't make sense to people in the Western world because 
all of this religion was born from like almost like a capitalist marketing standpoint, you know, like it was like, oh, do you like Judaism? Check this out, you know. And what, when was that? Was that the first century? Because this is Yeah, not... 1066, I believe, is uh, Constantine. 1060. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, that, that makes sense to me because I've, I've noticed, you know, after, after I left and I, you know, have time you know, oh, after well I left the that. witnesses. Sorry, this is only a few hundred years after. This is only a few hundred years A.D. Yeah, um, see, that makes yeah. sense to me because yeah. the only thing, the, the earliest versions of the Bible you'll find is the first century from mm-hmm. everything I've ever found. And that's those uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. Yep. That makes sense to me that, you know, all of a sudden Christianity gets invented there in the first century. You've got a new, you know, you've got a new Messiah and all that. You know, yeah. Christ, Christians might have existed, but it... Well, there's... Man, a, I lost my thought. I'm yeah. sorry. I was no, going fine. somewhere there with were, that. Uh, I mean, but, there, there yeah. were Christians, but from what I understand, we're talking about like a very fringe group. Like, a Yeah, small... they were originally considered a cult and all that yeah. so am i standing sitting too close no 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 you're fine okay. you're fine okay. i'm actually just turning myself down a little bit here okay <laughs> but the uh yeah i mean i mean we, i can go on and on and on yeah. and be like you know off on the dates as greatly as possible but the uh there the other thing it's a lot of the idea a lot of the symbolism a lot of the ideology that yeah. we develop now people look at and say you know i don't think that prior to the marketing campaign, if you will, mm-hmm. that the Christians would have wanted a symbol of a cross because actually someone being crucified was seen as like them being denigrated. There was actually, yeah. there's actually a lot of like ancient literature that talks about how Jesus maybe wasn't crucified. Someone was crucified in his place <coughs> and Excuse that the, misunder- the mistranslation of the text yeah. is that he didn't come back to life. He just revealed himself to have not been crucified. And that's, that's that's actually where I was going. Was uh, the the whole that that's one of the big things with the witnesses is they're like, oh well, everything you know, normal Christianity, Catholic Church, Baptists, and everybody believe the cross and all that is all a lie, right? You know, it was all all came from paganism. But if you look closely at everything that is blatantly Christian, praying is very much like the chanting they used to do, of course, to to the priest, you know. Anytime you'd present anything, you know, to an altar, money or anything else was considered a sacrifice. It seems like a lot of the practices are just holdovers from paganism, no matter what the religion is. Of course. Well, there wasn't there wasn't any other blueprint for yeah. practicing religion, you know, other there than yelling at the yeah. yeah. <laughs> there has to be a guy in charge, and you yell at the sky mm-hmm. and give mm-hmm. him your stuff. I mean, that's pretty yeah, we're, pretty basic. And I think that has more. It has more to do with our ability to our our cognitive ability to fantasize and kind of reason through things, you know, there people have, as a people, we have a tremendous imagination Mm -hmm. and that's, that's where religion, you know, no matter who, where it is, can really grasp you is it can stimulate that imagination. Oh, well, it starts explaining. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to explain it and you start imagining it, fantasizing about what they say, will be the big deal. Yeah. Natural and, phenomenon. Yeah, and, and you, you want to believe it. So you yeah. don't want to you, you don't want to give up on that. That's the grasp. So that's what faith is. You you're gonna believe no matter what the facts might say. Yeah, so. exactly. Well I have a and buddy of mine who always says to uh Griff who used to be the Coz's podcast back in the back in the day, uh mm-hmm. He always says that he feels like religion is just shitty science. Like <laughs> at the time when religion, when 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 whatever religion was around, as yeah. we 
blinked into consciousness as a species you know there's all this crazy there's light there's electricity flying down from the sky there's big giant holes in the ground this part of the this part of the where we walked from looks completely different than this part there's all these animals and they kind of coexist and we have like a weird spot in it so religion was just sort of shitty science like well i'll tell you what happens you know (laughs) angels bowling or you know a guy fell out of the sky and he landed here and he rotted and that's why there's a canyon here and there were giants who made these holes here or whatever yeah they split his head open with an axe and that's how we got the sun <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, the, yeah the old, all that kind the of old stuff. mythology yeah, yeah. it's it just yeah. made no sense but you know or yeah it is odd though as <laughs> as advanced as we claim ourselves to be that we're still living in a world where there are people preying on people's belief in magic essentially in an effort to remove their remove their individuality, their ability to think freely, and most importantly, the money from their pockets. Yeah, and, you know, it's... I, I, there are so many things we don't know about right. life. I mean, physics is still, you know, in its infancy, even with the amazing things we can do. Yeah. There's still, still millions of things we don't know. So, yeah. you know, and they still grasp on that. It's It still seems like we're working you know we're still kind of living inside our imagination a little bit where we think about it yeah well there's definitely that's definitely the case i mean that's something neil degrasse tyson always talks about too the god of the gaps where people will hear us having a conversation like this where Mm -hmm. we say well you know here's here's the things that the bible explained we actually have figured out a way to reproduce in labs explanations for these things that actually here's the real reasons why these things happen yeah but then eventually you hit this wall where it's like okay well here's all this stuff we don't know and so religion will say okay well beyond that wall is god within that gap (laughs) that's where god is but really what happens is you're just pushing this wall into our ignorance and like okay well we figured this out okay Mm. well so now god's on the other side of that hill and then you're like, no, here's what's on the other side of that hill. No, he's on the other side of that hill. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it does seem counterproductive. Uh, but like you said, too, it is all very similar because whatever's on the other side of that hill, we're still in our own we're imagination. We're still thinking about it. And we, yeah. we get impatient, too, I oh, think yeah. is a big deal. Absolutely. I mean, and in this type of society we're in, when things happen 100 times faster than it did, you know, 50 or even 20, even years, 20 ago. years ago, you yeah. know. We, I think we get extremely impatient. That explains people's crappy driving on summer days. But yes. <laughs> wrecking your car in the middle yeah. of a summer day, you know. Yeah. I may have you back wrong. on yeah. just to, I may have one day just have you back on. Because for people who don't know, after James left Wyoming, he was an over-the-road trucker for a while. Oh, yeah. And I, one day I'd like to maybe just throw a couple beers in you and have you talk about traffic. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to involve a lot of cussing. Yeah. And you might uh, need something for me to punch. Yeah, so. that's fine. Yeah, we'll get, yeah we'll, get, we'll get some cheap glass in here for you to yeah. throw. At the walls, yeah. Um, well, so I mean, I think that's time. Unless you had anything real specific you wanted to lay I'm down. Good, Do you enjoy yourself? Yeah, that bad, was fun. Right? Yeah. yeah. See, I'm a little nervous, but yeah, I, it always you know. feels weird at the beginning. But I'm an idiot, so you know you don't yeah. you don't have to feel like you're up against. Some I didn't of expect like, it to be a test. So. Yeah, exactly. There's not a test. Is no, there? God, okay, no. good. <laughs> I hope because I didn't study, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was good, man. I think you know you did great, and it's definitely part of the exercise. A lot of first time people when they come in, they're always a little little like nervous out of the gate but it's yeah. just a conversation and it was fun i really appreciate you doing this too hey, though no i know it touched was, on some it was good yeah. i know it touched on some things that are you know close to your heart so i hope i didn't like you know make a mess of it uh but so i'd like to thank you for coming thank you for listening oh and the other thing i wanted to say and i want to make sure it's on the podcast before i end this i think you should write a book or start a <laughs> podcast or do something that you know here's here's the thing about that and i'll try and make it quick yeah. um no you're fine there's already been like a thousand books by people me personally yeah. 
once I left, once I want to leave it behind. I yeah, want to. If there's one thing I could erase from my history, it's that that yeah. damn little badge that says I was a Jehovah's Witness because yeah. it's not something I want to dwell on anymore. It's too poisonous. It can. I can appreciate it can kill that. somebody and it yeah. has killed people. It has yeah. driven them to suicide and yeah. drugs and stuff. I don't, I it just don't want turns that. into so, bile yeah. so inside for, you. No reason yeah, to when keep it comes it. to that. I don't, you know, while we talk about it and I think about it sometimes, I'm not, I'm not one who's going to go out there and actively push at these yeah. things. Cause I, hear I want it. I want it done. It's gone. It gone. It's yeah. behind you. <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely respectable. Yep. I so. understand that. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we will be back after this episode to our usual greasy butthole dolphin rape <laughs> conversations. But hopefully you enjoyed this one. Good night, everyone. Welcome. One Graham. One Graham. Welcome to the One Graham Army podcast. Welcome. One, 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 one gray. Welcome. One one gray. Welcome. One 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 gray. Welcome to the One Gram Army podcast.